Hey man, how's it going? Hey, what's up man, how you doing? You know, I've been wanting to get in touch with the podcast, ask some questions, bring up some topics and whatnot. I don't know how to do that. Oh, well I'm glad you asked, because we have three ways to do that. We have three? our... Three? Yeah, three convenient ways. We have our Instagram account, We Don't Know Podcast. We got a phone number, which is old school, and I love it. 619-500-3615. And finally, email if you want a discreet way to get in contact with us, which is we don't know podcast one. That's the number one at gmail.com. Thanks for asking. No problem. We don't know podcast. This is episode number 73. My name is Ricky. I am joined as always by Jorge. 73 episodes. That means there's 73 hours of us talking into the void, into the ether. About uh that's crazy, man. 73 hours. About nonsense. Yeah. About complete nonsense. I mean, the title is accurate, right? We really don't know. We really don't know, yeah. We don't, yeah. We still don't know what we're talking about. I got into an argument on Instagram. (laughs) Ah, geez, you should never do that, right? It's the big mistake. Don't argue on the internet, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, my name on Instagram is Ricky Don't Know. And some guy who disagreed with me said... uh, your name suits you perfectly. Ha, 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 ha. Gotcha. And I was like, dang, what am I? Like, there's no comeback to that. So I was just like, oh, sick burn. But I was just like, oh, I shouldn't have named myself that. I just set myself <laughs> up for that one. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's <laughs> You need to change that. <laughs> and now, yeah, I'm going to change it to Ricky Knows Best. <laughs> that guy would have be like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, then that guy will be like, yeah. no, no, now what? Oh, delete Ricky comment. knows all. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't even step to this guy because <laughs> he knows he what he's he talking about. All. Yeah, he knows all. Damn it. Yeah, that's. Uh... But yeah, good name. Good title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's perfectly suited. How's it going, man? This is what, four, four weeks in a row now? <laughs> I was like, ah, we're going to acknowledge it. Yeah, dude. It's, it's almost like we're in some kind of quarantine that enables us to do this. Or yeah, like it, like like we have a set schedule and there's no escape actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really no reason not to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only we're the like only playing a game of chicken. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was like, like who's I gonna, saw your text. Who's, <laughs> who's gonna not? Who's gonna say <laughs> nah, I can't first? I saw your text. And I'm like, all right. If he he's feeling it, so I'm I'm down. You know. Mm-hmm. 
what, yeah, what, this is. I look forward to this now. This is like my yeah. Monday morning, yeah, therapy yeah, yeah. session. So. It's it's great, man. I I, you know, we're seventy three in. Like if we, if either of us were like, nah, then it, it would. The cool thing is we've gone on hiatus multiple times because of that reason. Yeah, because yeah, creative bankruptcy. Yeah, or whatever, or, <laughs> or whatever. Just being down. On, yeah, the just dread. being tired. The dread. Uh huh. The tired. The dread. Uh, existential dread. Um, um, outside all the various flavors of dread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's rad that we can just pa- pause it anytime we want and come back to it regardless of, uh, who's still out there. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, uh, four weeks, man. Yeah. We're in it. We're in That's it. Cool, We're doing man. great. Anything new, man? What's going on? <laughs> I, I, sorry, sorry. What's oh, sorry. up, man? Oh, Hey, uh, uh, nothing much. Nothing's changed from a week, you know. Um, I'm really thinking what has changed from last week. <laughs> Not a lot. Not a lot, dude. Not a lot. My hair is is driving me nuts, you know. Um, Buzz it, man. Buzz it. Yeah, I, that's what I've been thinking, but we'll see. Because even order some even, clippers on Amazon and just yeah. have Allie do it, dude. She she's scared. She don't she don't want to fuck it up. She doesn't want to mess it up. Yeah, uh, dude. But. You know, I should I should have I should have pulled the trigger a month ago because that, uh, by now it would have at least grown back. I've cut it twice. Yeah, I've cut my I buzzed it twice, twice since yeah. since uh, since this uh, quarantine started, and the first one was way overdue. So like the first time I did it, it was like way overdue. The next time it was like three weeks, I think, and I'll probably do it this week. Nice. So it'll be my third one. Yeah, very See, very necessary. Now at this point, I, it's it's pretty overgrown. So what I'm thinking is I'm finally let's see gonna... it, dude. Let's see it. Oh, see. Oh wow, you got the full back. You got the full back, dude. Yeah, got I got the, the full. Uh-huh, I got back. the full back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. what I'm gonna do is really just get gross and um, connect the the beard to the full to the back. Just let to this the back. Hair, just let it all become one. You know, your ear is just gonna be like hidden. In the in the hair. <laughs> yep. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. So uh stay tuned for that. Uh the back of my hair neck connecting to my beard. Yeah. The neck back neck connecting to the front neck. Yes. Yeah. Area. Yeah. yeah. It's just, my whole neck is gonna be, <laughs> it's just gonna be hair, dude. <laughs> uh I, I hear you, man. I'm I'm a I'm a hairy dude, so it's yeah. it's unfortunate. It is what it is, right? Yep. It's that uh that what is it the iberian right the iberian blood it's a coast of portugal spain just the general vicinity yeah that we're hairy people i guess yeah well that's where it comes from yeah i mean i i'm not complaining i'd rather uh you know it doesn't look like i'm i'm knocking on wood here but so far so good my hair is holding up and i hope it stays Yeah, at this point that's what i was thinking i'm like if at this point it's still there. We're good, right? Yeah. We're out of the the danger zone. I think. Also, um, Alex, you know, I, I obviously have an older brother, so I see him. Two older brothers, excuse me. Uh, Alex Envy. I see them, and I'm like, okay, their ha- their hair is intact. It's hanging in. It's hanging in, yeah. So we're looking yeah. good. We're looking good. Yeah, I've always sort of thought, like, because I wasn't sure how that was all going to play out. You know what I mean? You never know. Cause no. You know what I mean? You just, it, you don't know. It's a lottery. It's a crapshoot. But I always figured if it started, I would just, yeah, 
just buzz it. Just go right away before it, you know, before it starts type of thing. Preemptive strike. Um, yeah, but, you don't, uh, you don't want to end up like Hulk Hogan. No, no. I want to do the opposite, you know, just buzz mm-hmm. it early, get it out of the way. But, uh, but so far so good, but you never know. Some, some dudes lose their hair in their sixties, you know, it's like, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know when, you don't know when it's going to strike. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no complaints. I'll, I'll take the neck hair and the, uh, <laughs> all of that <laughs> as opposed to, uh, the alternative. So not that yes, it's sir. that bad, but you it's know. not, it's not, it's just not for it's one less thing to deal with. Yeah. 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 So what's up with you? Uh, Anything new on your end? Well, I finished uh, the last dance last night. Oh, yes. That right. happened. Yeah. Uh, same here, man. How did you feel? Um, fine. You know, they, they yeah, left. Yeah, you some, were okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm glad it's, it's done. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because it, 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 it was great and it went out and that's it that's how you that's how you need to go man um i'm glad they got some more rodman in there yeah they did huh um but i'm also the biggest takeaway for me was learning that michael was food poisoned during the flu game oh i know dude yeah the flu game yeah i was crazy um, five dudes delivering a pizza that's when you uh <laughs> But he was so cocky, you know what I mean? I could see him like, oh, you guys are a bunch of wusses. And yeah. he just oh, started yeah. like just chowing down. down on the yep. pizza. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yep. Um, because, we, you know, we were all under the, at least I was, still under the impression that was the flu as as reported and whatnot. Yeah, the flu game. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, there's There's something, there's a part of me that, like wishes they would acknowledge the wizard years, but it's not, that's not the story they're telling. They didn't even talk about it. I know. You know they but, didn't but, even do like a, like a thing at the end that was like, well, they did say they, like this person was released, et cetera, et cetera. But I thought they were going to be like, Phil Jackson went on to win five trophies with the LA Lakers, yeah, yeah. which is like a big deal. That's but you know, like, deal. I think there was like a sports center commercial or one of those state farm ones where they alter. Yeah. They take like old footage. It was like Keith Oberman and Susie Colbert mm-hmm. and they were talking and he's like, well, that's a documentary for another day. He said something about, you know, Phil yeah. Jackson's going to go win five with the Lakers. But that's a, you know, that's a documentary for another day. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe that should be another documentary. And, and it will be. It yeah. absolutely will be. After the success of this, there's no way that they won't do it. Yep. But the whole the whole series is a masterpiece. Like, I know they'll absolutely. never hear it, but the editors, the you know, people directing, like, the people that painstakingly put this together like my hat's off to you <laughs> i literally just took his hat off producers <laughs> if and when you hear this he actually took his hat off imagine yeah close your eyes and imagine that um but yeah what what are your what are your final thoughts rick uh well i i don't know if it was because i was sad it was ending or what but it it, it felt a little anticlimactic for me, I, I I enjoyed probably episode ten the least mm-hmm. out of all of them. Nine was really good coming off of eight, which eight is my favorite episode. I love to rank things. Sorry guys, I do I enjoy doing this mentally. I don't know why, but I I really enjoyed episode eight when that ended. I was like man, and then so episode nine was great. 
the whole thing with the Pacers was awesome. You know, the Larry Bird not reacting. Yeah. That was so freaking good. All so of that good. was so good. Yeah. Uh, but then 10 just felt kind of like, uh, I don't know. It just felt anticlimactic again. Maybe, maybe I was just bummed out because it ended and I was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to let go. <laughs> and, but uh, also and, and maybe the way it ended, yeah. the way it ended was kind of depressing where, you know, Kraus was just kind of like, oh, that's it. It's over. Time to rebuild. It's like, nah, they could have won another title. They probably would have. They would have done four in a row. But then but, we'd be saying, oh, they could have done five in a row and six. And it's yeah. got to end. And yeah. and I think that's my issue with it is not so much an issue with how their story ended or the story ending, but with endings in general. I don't like them. Can't play with them. Can't win with them. I don't like endings, dude. I don't like them. I don't like goodbyes. I'm a sap. Yeah, I. I don't know what <laughs> to agree. say, man. No, endings are fine. I'm I'm okay with endings. You're good with endings, I, yeah, but that's the thing. Everything must end. Mm-hmm. Everything has to end, and it's like, and we're we're creatures of habit in a world that the only thing that doesn't change is that it's constantly changing. So it's like, it's, we're at odds with our nature, right? We're at odds with our world. So, um, that's my way of taking something very simple and overcomplicating it and at, and yeah, making it something to, to address the universal condition that we all share, the human condition of, of change. All right. Aside from that, like you said, it was a freaking masterpiece. Yep. And um, I look forward to buying it because I'm pretty sure when you buy the Blu-ray box set or whatever, it's going to have like an additional 10 hours of footage or so, or at least an additional hour of footage. You know what I mean? It's going to have because those episodes were cut down to an hour. I'm, I guarantee you there's more. They left a lot of tape on the floor. I guarantee oh, yeah. you. Oh, yeah. So There'll probably be I, some I good game to, footage, too. Mm hmm some special features yep extra interviews and stuff so i am hopefully uh, i'm very hopefully looking forward to a home release of that to buy yes, it and, and experience it because it was that way with the i don't know if you remember the beatles anthology mm-hmm. it was it kind of reminds me of that i remember when they aired it on tv it was you know and i recorded it so i had it mentally sort of memorized yeah and then when I bought the box set, brought it home and watched it, I noticed it was much longer. Had way more things that I don't remember, you know, that weren't in my memory. So hopefully that's the case with this one. Hopefully it gets a release, which I'm sure it will. And uh, and hopefully they add some more stuff. Hell yeah. Great story. Again, if, if y'all didn't watch it, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, watching other other things like just give it a shot it's a great story regardless if you like sports or not yeah yeah there were many times where um like marcy was playing animal crossing on her switch right on her switch light she was sitting on the couch and there were times where i'd look over and she like the the switch was on her lap and she was just staring at the tv with her mouth open like you know the 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 pizza part in particular she was (laughs) like she looked at me like what the fuck and i'm like dude all is fair in love and war. And that is war. You know, I mean, it, it, you have to know better. He should have known better. Yeah. Yeah. 
his yes men should have known. Uh, seriously, him, what what am, what are you? What am I paying you guys for? Like seriously, but they did. Did wasn't he the only one who ate it? Yeah, and and he I think was he said hungry, I, I ate actually. the whole pizza. Yeah, he was. I hungry. ate the whole pizza. The other guys were like, "No way, dude! No way! We ain't touching that pizza." Who knows what he consumed that night? Yeah, think about it. like they just rubbed their butts. I was thinking they probably rubbed some raw chicken on it. I mean, if I was going to poison someone, that's how mm-hmm. I'd do it. I'd make the pizza and then wipe it down with some like raw chicken after after it's already been cooked. You know what I mean? That's the only way I could think of. I mean, how how I don't know, R- rotten cheese? I mean, were they prepared? I don't know. Yeah, like, so many questions, if, dude. I wonder if they were like, let's stay open late just in case. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> how know? deep does this go? How deep, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great, great story, though, man. There was actually a similar situation that happened in the 1998 World Cup where the Brazilian soccer team all got <laughs> the whole team got food poisoning. And the World Cup final was Brazil versus France. And France was the host of the World Cup. So they were staying in a French hotel. The whole team got sick. I mean, they made uh, like a dispute with FIFA. Like they're still, um, they still won't let go of that. Like there's still people that if you bring it up like to, you know, people in Brazil to, you know, soccer fans or, or just people in that federation and stuff, they're still, they're still pissed about that, man. You said all fair. Yeah, I mean, dude, it is though, right? I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for the, the soccer team a little bit more because what are you going to do? The game's in France. There yeah. was literally no way. I mean, they could have poisoned their water supply. They could have like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like uh, release gas through the air music. conditioner. So they yeah, can like, sleep, whatever. But they that's, have to, I don't know. You know what? You know what? So my advice to any, any future teams, they want to avoid this is if, if your uh, country has an embassy in in the foreign country, stay there. Stay in the embassy. Stay in the embassy. Like, you know, that's that's my advice. Yeah, that's rough, dude. I'm in Pozola this weekend, dude. That sounds like a lot of work. It's actually not as much as it sounds like. It's actually really easy. Um, and it came out really, really good. So I think that's my thing. You know how everybody, you you have to, everyone has a thing that they cook that everyone's like, oh, you should make that. And everyone comes over. Well, no. Well, I, I no. Like, I, 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 I'm good at burning food. I don't cook. Because Alex, he'll, he'll do like burgers yeah, yeah. and fries and... Everyone comes over and he's making burgers and fries, right? Mm-hmm. My brother makes like menudo, right? That's his thing. Um, Marcy makes all kinds of stuff, but she has like specialty items too, right? I can't think of one off the top of my head. Enchiladas. Her enchiladas are good. Enchiladas for you Mexicans. Um, <laughs> but you know, you don't you don't have you don't have a, no. a specialty dish, man. I would I would never cook for anyone. I don't, I would not Is put it, them through that signature peanut butter sandwich it's for myself i mean i can grill meat outside mm-hmm. you know like if alex isn't available i'm i will 
I am QB two. I'm QB two yeah. for sure. Um, got the clipboard. Yeah, I've been studying. Mm. Um, but no, I would never. You know, I hate. I, okay, I hate cooking. Like I, with all, one hundred percent. Really, you don't yeah, enjoy I, it at all. I hate it so much. Such a waste of oh time. Oh my goodness. I don't feel that sad. I there was a, a moment maybe a couple of years ago where I felt that satisfaction of man, I I made this and I'm eating it now, you know. But it was probably like it lasted 15 minutes, and then I'm like, I know I hate this. I hate this. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, everyone's different, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, having a dish where that's like, oh yeah, we're going to Jorge's. We're no, we know what we're gonna eat. Like that's that'll never happen. That'll um, never be a thing. No, but it seems like Pozole is is on on the way to be yours. Yes, that's that looks like it's gonna be that. Yeah, I have some creamy enchiladas that I also make, and I'm I have this um, this mushroom fettuccine that I I can make too that I I, I make pretty well. Uh, spaghetti and meatballs gotten pretty good with that. I have a few. I have a few dishes in my arsenal. Nice man. That I can that I can you know. Uh, steak that's not the i don't know if that's a dish that's just <laughs> that's just steak you know what i mean yeah it's just steak steak and potato or something mm-hmm. like that uh, mac and cheese you know the basic stuff but um the pozole is it's it's easy it's easy to make it's probably easy to screw up too though so uh, but it, it came out really good and so i'm just putting it out there if anyone wants pozole just you know hit me up there you go head on yeah, over bye bring cook. it up where yeah, yeah. Bring up, bring a pot, and some pot. Wow. <laughs> um, I was when we were talking about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Something jumped into my brain. I was on Instagram, and so one of my favorite things to look at on Instagram is food porn. Do you do you do you follow any food no. porn? No. Nope. Okay, so it's usually burgers because the burgers are beautiful on Instagram. If you ever look up burgers on Instagram, there's some beautiful burgers on there. <laughs> but the other day, I saw them putting this thing into like a, like, a, like a machine. It was like a clamp, you know, like a bottom and a top clamp. And then they like cut the, the edges off and then they like put it in this fancy hipster paper with a sticker. And then the person opened it up and there was peanut butter and jelly inside. And I realized that that restaurant was a peanut butter and jelly, like hipster restaurant, like gourmet peanut butter and jelly hipster restaurant. And I've been joking about that for like 10 years. (laughs) Like, ah, what are they going to do next? Peanut butter and jelly, gourmet peanut butter and jelly. And uh, sure as shit, dude, there's a gourmet peanut butter and jelly sandwich place now in L.A. Yeah. No, so, um, yeah, if, if anyone out there, please go try it out and let us know. Cause I'm, I'm insanely curious, uh, if anybody wants to go and pay $15 for, um, you know, like, um, ambiance and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, anyone wants to overpay for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and, and report back and let us know if it's yeah, any good, let us know, please. Uh, I'll have to get the name for it. Maybe we could give them a commercial. Oh, maybe not. No, I think that's an, I think eat me even talking about them. I feel dirty just talking about it. Yeah. I'm like looking it up and I'm like, uh, 
gourmet peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm not. Man. I'm not gonna give them. A, give <laughs> you them can edit a, this out if you'd like. No, no, no. We're we're fine talking about it. I'm just not gonna name them by name. <laughs> Good. Yeah. No. No. They don't. They don't. Uh, I don't know. I guess if you go there and pay ten dollars for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, though, you you get you're getting what you get. You know, you get what you deserve what you're getting. So, so. my thoughts on this is for some that I think that meal is, is nostalgic. So mm. they're, they're, they're it's like a comfort food. Yes. Well, no, I think it's, it's different, you know, like it, it is a comfort food, but it's also nostalgic. So, so the, the people who were like, let's open up a gourmet one and charge $15. We're thinking let's capitalize on the nostalgia thing right now. And I bet you mm. it's going to work for a bit. Yeah. I, I could definitely see it working. Uh, I know people love to overpay for shit. So now I'm a lazy person. Um, but I don't think that I would be that lazy. You know, like if I'm if I'm out and I'm walking by places and that that's an option, I'm like, no, let me just go get some chicken strips or some something. You know? Yeah, something you can't just whip up at home in five yeah. seconds. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm pretty lazy, but man, that's that is disappointing. Um, what about crusts, though, Rick? How do you feel about well, crusts? In the in the video, they cut it off. So like the clamp, what the it was a giant piece of bread, and they put it in the clamp, right? And it sort of clamps from the bottom and the top. Yes. And then the guy was cutting the crust off, hmm. and the clamp sort of presses down on the edges, so it makes it like a almost like a pizza pocket. So it like seals that. it. Yeah. It seals it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind crust, depending if it's good bread. The crust is going to be good. Uh, I especially, I'm a big fan of sourdough bread. Oh, dude, it's my favorite. It's my favorite bread, like by far and away. Um, I can just eat sourdough. Like a, I could open yeah. the bread if it's if it's a good brand. Like I like San Luis sourdough. That is my favorite brand. Uh, uh, so San Luis sourdough. If you hear this, mm-hmm. feel free to send me down some. Some deli style sourdough bread because that's my favorite one. Uh, but they're, I could just take a piece of bread out of the bag and just eat it. That's how much I love sourdough bread. Love sourdough bread. So, uh, when it comes to sourdough, if it's good bread, I, I love the crust. I'm all about it. You know, if it's, I, I'm not a big fan of like wheat bread unless it's like a crazy soft wheat bread. But generally, I'm, I'm not really a fan of it. And then white bread is just sort of like, Meh. It's just, it's like a, like a vessel to put whatever in, you know, I have no, no feeling towards it. So if you were going to make a turkey sandwich, ham mm-hmm. sandwich, are you cutting the crust off? No. You're leaving. Generally not. Yeah. Generally. Again, depends on the bread. Yeah. The bread. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, had, I, I had some white bread probably a month, less than a month ago that tastes like, um, it tastes like plastic. Oof. It was rough. But I had to eat it because, like, you know, spent money on it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm i sort of like that too, man. Like, I'll eat something if I, even if I don't like it because I bought it. I'm like, well, it's going to go to waste, so I'm just going to eat it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though, even though I don't want to. Um, it's just the way I see things, I guess. But, you know. With bread, I'm a little pickier. 
I, I tend to, I'll spend a little bit extra to get the good bread. Yeah, dude, I, I don't mind doing that as well. Um, although I am a straight up, uh, like white bread. That's all I want. Oh, um, really? I share, I share the same passion of sourdough with you though. Like, and, oh, you do? Yeah. And the sourdough up here. Oh, amazing. I can't imagine. I can't imagine, dude. Yeah. I forget the name. Yeah, well, there's, spend... there's all kinds of like San Francisco sourdough. Like that's literally the name of them, but there's multiple of them. Right. But there's this one. Um, and I totally forgot where we got. I probably got it at Trader Joe's. I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to, I'll look for it and hunt it down and, and recommend it to you. Yeah. Right let me know, dude. Send me a photo. I'm all about it. I, uh, yeah. on new year's recently, we went to bonds and they, you know, they have their deli section or whatever. And they had the, these sourdough baguettes that were from a special bakery called La Brea bakery. And the baguettes were $5. And I, I didn't realize they were $5 for uh-huh. one baguette of bread. And, uh, when I got home, I was like, dude, why was all this food so expensive? Like we got like, basic shit why why was and i looked like oh well the baguette was five dollars never doing that again ate the baguette and i was like yeah definitely doing that (laughs) i will spend five dollars on a sourdough baguette if it's that freaking good you know what i mean i agree 100 percent. i agree i remember i'm I'm not quite a snob but no i will i do appreciate a good yeah that's different it's an appreciation um I think when we barely moved here, or was it no? When we when we came up here to check it out, we went to Boudin over in the the wharf, and and I just wanted like a little, a little guy, yeah. And I was like, <sighs> I'm just like we're walking down the damn wharf. You're like, like eat, <clears throat> and you're eating it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is awesome. I love this bread. So do you much. ever do the clam chowder bowl, or are you not? No, I'm, I, I'd no, imagine seafood, you're not a clam chowder type no, of guy. Seafood needs to stay. All that can stay in the water, please. What about chili? Will you do chili? Alone. Chili no, in the in the bowl. No. No, no bowl. Just give me the no. the bowl and make it sourdough. What empty. about spinach dip? Spinach dip in nope. the sourdough. Just want a nice no? empty bread bowl with bread. Like fill it with bread. What about like toasted with a little butter? Yeah. Yeah, you I can got, do that. That's what I had this yeah. morning. I had the. Oh, dude. Sourdough with butter. Yeah. Fuck. I could li- I could live off of that. It was sort of funny. Before we went to Cancun, uh, when we went to Cancun, God, it was like a year ago now. Was it? No, it was in October. Uh I got really sick. I got like food poisoning right before we went, which was great because if you, you know, when, if you're going to travel or whatever, get out you're going to be on the beach and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of the way. <laughs> and also like, dude, I lost like 15 pounds. Oh yes. I mean, I was sick. I was like really, really sick. Uh, I had the Michael Jordan food poisoning. <laughs> um, and I ate sourdough for like a week and I was, I was totally fine with it. I was like, I could do this forever. I'm good. It's just sourdough and butter. What else yeah, do you dude. need? Yep, I can live off of that. Some prison, a uh, stereotypical prison meal. The bread and water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Theirs is gross. Whenever they you see like a prison movie, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's always like a slice of white bread, <laughs> like a scoop of some random like just yeah, slop. brown like brown slop. Yeah, just brown slop, and then like a like a little juice box <laughs> and an apple. That's like their your prison plate <laughs> the prison special oh disgusting hey you um I, you mentioned uh, you mentioned you had another you had a guile story oh that's right okay because yeah, I've, I've been itching to alex we were george alex and i are in a group chat and something was mentioned about chickens right i i told you not to count the chickens before they hatch 
Oh, that's right. So what happened is uh, Fox Sports showed the 1994 NFC Championship game. And I was super excited about this because I've wanted this. I've wanted to watch this game in, in a good or a decent quality forever. It's my favorite football game played ever. And I've always wanted to see it in good quality. You can watch it on YouTube, but the quality is pretty bad. And uh, apparently Fox re-aired it. So now there's an as close to HD version of it out there in the world somewhere. And I'm just hopeful someone uploads it on YouTube. But they're showing it again on Friday. George said he would record it for me and send it to me. I was stoked about this news because he has a capture card. And I was I was getting all excited and I was like, yeah, you could send it to me and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and George was like, dude, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. And Alex said something like, there's chickens? And I was like, there's always freaking chickens. And I said, look, I have a story for you guys, but I don't want to do it on the group chat because it's not going to do it justice. So here we go. So. That story is as follows. So Quick you've been time. you've been to my house. You've been to my parents' house. Yes. You know what the gallos sound like, right? Oh, yeah. When they start going off. Well, it was the bane of my existence for many, many years. Okay? It was to the point where at night I would lay there and like I would imagine like strangling, like choking <laughs> the chicken. Uh-huh. Right? Choke that chicken. So I'm, yep. I'm, I'm daydreaming about choking the chicken. Oh, yeah. And... Or night dreaming, I guess. <laughs> I, I like it. I even thought like I could report him to the city, you know, that type of thing. And so, you know, we moved, we moved out and we were, we were living uh, downtown and, you know, I, I talked to my mom a few times and she's like, oh yeah, my dad has to get rid of, your dad has to get rid of the chickens. And I'm like, why? And she's like, yeah, a neighbor complained. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say who, but a neighbor complained. And reported him to the city. And I was like, oh, you know, big old sweat drop, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I had considered it, you know, I, <laughs> I, I would never do it. But in my head, you know, when you're angry, oh yeah, you're laying there thinking about it. The possibilities. But, uh, yeah. I'm like, how could I get out of this? But, uh, so someone reported him and he had to get rid of him. So then, you know, my dad being my dad, he, uh, he would, he got them again. He got a one or two rooster <laughs> And then so then they reported him again and they came and shut him down again. So they said you could only have hens, right? So he's like, all right. So now he has he has his hens. He has chickens, but he doesn't have any roosters. Well, we end up, you know, having to come back, you know, to, to take care of them. And lo and behold, like one of the first nights we're here, like I hear crowing. And I'm laying there. I'm like, this fucking guy, like, are you serious? He's that stubborn. And he's just going to keep trying. They're going to keep shutting him down. He's going to keep trying. Like me, I would have given up the first time. You know, well, I would have never had the chickens because I yeah, wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to bother anybody. Because that's just very much, uh, you know, that insecure part of me that's just mm-hmm. like, I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want to fucking pester anybody. I hate that shit. So I wouldn't have had them. But if, if it, I would have had them and they would have shut me down like that, the city would have showed up. You know what I mean? Some Some pencil neck paper pusher would have showed up. <laughs> <laughs> right because that's what you imagine right you like you imagine that guy shows up shuts you down and yeah, so uh i would have given up i would have been like dude take take the fucking chickens i'm done i'm that stuff is over so i'm hearing it singing so the next day i'm like dude like what's it gonna take like what's it gonna take for you to like like get rid of these chickens you know and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I heard him singing last night, dude. Like, it woke me up. I heard him. 
And he's like, oh, he goes, yeah, that's a hen. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's a hen. That's a hen singing. So I'm like, he's he's lying to me. Like, this is a lie. Like, hens don't crow. Uh-huh. That's a rooster thing. So I go out there and he's like, no, come out here. And because I, I hear it crowing. So I, I run out there and sure as shit, dude, there's a freaking hen crowing. And I'm just like. Dude, like, I can't, like, Murphy's Law, man, like, you know, me and you have joked about it in the past. Yes. About Murphy's Law. Murphy and me have this relationship where it's just like, if it can happen, it will happen. And of course, I hate the damn crowing chicken. So, of course, we would have the one in one million hen that learns how to fucking crow. Um, The only comfort I take in is that however much it's bothering me. It's bothering the shit out of whoever reported. You know what I mean, whoever reported <laughs> yeah. my dad. So they, I, I guess they actually did come and were like, "Hey, man, you know, you're roosters again." And he's like, "No, it's a hen. It's a hen that's singing." And because it's a hen, they can't do anything. So now this hen's back there, fucking singing, right? Hey, dude, don't laugh. You could get canceled for not supporting the chicken, because this hen identifies as a rooster. Okay, and it's not hey. funny. That's All right. not funny. All right, you got we me. We cannot. You you can't, man. You, you got to be careful. You're in the you're in the epicenter up there. Usually you get canceled every week, but now it's. Me. I know, but but yeah, now yeah. you, yeah, laughing yeah. at this hand. She yeah. has a right. You don't know how she feels, man. It's true. So do not do not laugh at this hand. Sorry. Uh, so she she's uh you know she she sees herself as a rooster and mm-hmm. and therefore, she crows. So yeah, I, I'm just I can't escape, I can't escape the chickens. So that's my story, Alex. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. So right. every night, just know that I'm I'm listening to a hen crowing, <laughs> and that's what's keeping me up at night. Not a rooster, a hen. How was this? Is learned behavior? Nature finds a way, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. It's the I just see the Goldblum gif. Yep. Well, there it is. There it is. Well, well there it is. <laughs> Nature finds a way, man. That's. She's the cock of the walk. Someone has to be the alpha, right? Yeah, She's yeah. the alpha. Yeah. You know? Well, good for her, man. I'm, I fully support this hen, you know? And all its Yeah, me endeavors. too. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. She's she's brave. A pioneer. It's it's brave. Yes. <laughs> it it's a brave chicken. Yes. So that's <laughs> that's my story. Man. Uh, can, can we get to some questions before we get in any more trouble? We we, I mean we can, but there's none. I have one. What do you mean? Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Wait, you said you had one for me. That was no. And then I Nino actually has you. two. Oh, you have a topic for me. Okay. No 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 no. You want? I, already, I had I had that was the the rooster thing. We already discussed that. Oh. But, oh okay. It was the hen. Okay. Uh, well, he has two. Should I ask both or just one? Save one for later. I guess we'll see. We'll see how. Yeah, let's see how, how this goes. goes. Uh, oh shit! This is okay. okay. So Nino said, Jorge said that the Doors have no business making the bluesy style because they were from L.A. or something to that effect. So, in your opinion, is there a type of music that some people have no have no business attempting to make? 
Yes. Um, Mexicans, <laughs> white people making reggae is, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that top of the list, yeah, yeah. I hate it so much. And all those, all these <laughs> reggae bands coming from Southern California, like, wow. I'm amazed. And and just how you, oh, I hate it so much. I really, I want my reggae Jamaican. Keep my reggae Jamaican, please. So... I have I have a I have a um caveat here. Uh so ska gave birth to reggae, right? Mm-hmm. And so ska and reggae originated from the Jamaican attempt at making like doo wop. You know that, right? So they heard like doo wop like fifties rock and roll, and that was their sort of take on it. So they they took this other form of music and sort of made it their own, right? And so the Southern California style reggae, ska, whatever, sort of took reggae and ska and made their kind of take on it, which has its own sound. It doesn't sound like Roots or like ska. It has its own kind of vibe to it. You know, your Operation Ivies, your Sublimes and, and so forth. So aren't they just doing the same thing that the Jamaicans did when they first made their music? Aren't they just taking something and sort of doing their version of it? And it kind of makes its own unique sound. Cause I would argue, I'm not, I don't disagree with you completely, but I would argue that Southern California ska and reggae has its own flavor to it. It doesn't sound like it's trying to be Jamaican reggae. It sounds like it's trying to do its own thing. In most cases, obviously there are exceptions. I'm speaking broadly here. Okay, so my opinion of that is, and you named Operation Ivy and Sublime, right? Right. Uh, they, they, in my opinion, are not. They're they're not taking reggae like how I'm referring to certain Southern California reggae bands. Like I'm strictly talking about like people that like UB40, formed, where they're just like trying to pass themselves off. Yeah, of. yeah, and and there's. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to think of by name, like those bands. Um, I'm thinking of uh, Jose. What does Jose listen to? <laughs> Damn. What, what is? What are they called, man? Like I don't. I don't. Well, uh, Jose, something about tribal anybody. tribal seeds or something, or like uh, revolution. Okay. You know, like things okay. like that. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I might be talking out of turn here because I don't know. I just know there's like I've seen and heard white dudes slash Mexicans you know, or maybe Southern California Mexicans like us, like try to make reggae and then they try to do the accent and it's bad. Like that's, that's what I'm talking mm. about. I'm not talking about sublime gotcha. or op Ivy or less doing Jake. their own twist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. that, like, like that type of ska. I mean, I love op Ivy. I can, I can, I can, that's its own thing too. Yes. That's like and, totally its own thing. And I can put up with sublime, but I can't stand like, uh, whatever buck oh nine or whatever happened in that in that sense of ska during mm. that time that is it's not it's not the the furthest i go okay, in that so you, there are exceptions there are exceptions yeah but i'm strictly I, speaking I remember, to like those those people straight up it's almost like a reggae cover band yeah i i, I know what you mean i remember the clash kind of going off about the police and UB40. Oh, yeah, police suck. And they, 
and they were just saying like you're trying like you're not giving the source material like respect you know what i mean i was like the clash like would take elements of ska and reggae and infuse their music with those elements but they were never trying to make a reggae song quote unquote Mm -hmm. or to be a reggae band even uh they were trying to sort of do their own thing so i guess that would be the I guess the exception to it, or maybe just the more of an elaboration on it, right? As long yeah, as yeah, th- there's. I'm sure those dudes are like, I don't know. I guess they love Jaw, but right. or, or whatever. But I don't know, man. There's just something weird about it, you know. And I'm sure yeah. some someone, someone out there is also like, well, Jorge, dude, all your rock and roll is stolen, you know. And there's something weird about white dudes singing you know, taking all these black musicians style and whatnot. But I don't, you know, I don't care what, what they, (laughs) I don't care. We're talking about the, you know, like we're talking about us, us right now and our opinions, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's just something gross about like every time I see a white dude with dreadlocks singing reggae music, there's just something really gross about that. Okay. That's, that's my, that's my opinion. That's your only one. That's the only one. You don't feel that way about any others. I already forgot about the question. What? Was it the was question? like which other? Well, it oh. was it was basically that where you were saying yeah, yeah. how like uh, you Who know the no doors business. had no business playing blues. Yeah, and you know uh, white dudes with dreadlocks have no business making reggae. Uh, yeah, is my, there any my, others? My that that's that's pretty much the realm I live in. You know, I can throw the black keys in in the blues white boy blues uh, thing as well. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they, I guess they were kind of that way. I'm trying to think, dude, like I, I do, I do take exception to certain things. Like it's not so much a race thing to me for, but like more like a class thing where like you have music, like, 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 like hip hop, right? There was a time where there were zero white hip hop artists, right? And then Vanilla Ice came out and was openly like mocked and basically was like a joke. Uh, I mean, he had his, he did have like a meteoric rise to fame. I think he even had a movie. He had like a movie at some point, right? Like cool, cool cool as ice. ice. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I thought. And then, um, and then he, he had the subsequent, you know, collapse from that. Mm -hmm. And then of course Eminem, but I, I sort of feel like if you're not, Eminem was from the streets, you know what I mean? He had that, that background. So I feel like from a class perspective, like you can't, sing or rap about stuff that you don't really understand. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so my rule is a little more, it's a little different. Like, I guess it could be, inter- it could be race, but more than anything, I feel like it should be, it should be based on your experiences. Like for me, music is something that should, and and this is my opinion. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's correct. It's just how I feel, but I feel like music unless it's deeply personal expression of yourself, your soul, your life, your upbringing, what you see, like, what the fuck are you even doing? You shouldn't even be doing it. Like it, it, unless it's that, like to me, it's completely invalid. Uh, so that's, that's sort of how I see it. So like if my people that have no business making music would be the people that are, are singing or rapping or writing or spoken word, whatever it is about something they don't truly understand. They're just following a 
uh, a fad or whatever market research indicates the, the direction that popular music or whatever they're 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 just making sort of soulless music or or trying to appropriate a culture or a, a movement or a genre or a subculture that they don't really understand or have in their hearts truly you know what i mean so that would be mine and, and there's tons of of that you know what i mean bands oh, where yeah. they all of a sudden change their style because there's something you know is cool or whatever or is selling or is popular uh i've never i've never liked that i've always felt like you should do what's in your heart do what you connect with and it, it should be something that's personal not something that you you cooked up in a lab or in a marketing office nice that's no no arguments here man uh, hopefully that uh, that answers the question, Nino. I told Nino he deser- deserves like a producer credit at this point for constantly giving us topics. Content producer? Yeah, content producer credit. Um, he said uh, he has a question. It's video game related. And he said we could throw it out at the end. Maybe, you know, get opinions other people could chime in also on the inst- on the Instagram, the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about your favorite storylines in video games, but get in depth on your absolute favorite story. That's a tough one. Yeah, there's a lot out tough, there. Man. <laughs> so th- that is a very tough one. That might be one we might have to think about and come back to because there's a lot. Like when I think about it right off the top of my head. I just finished a game called Dragon Quest 3 and that it was originally a, an NES game and it was sort of ported, you know, with modern like well, I don't want to even say modern, but like SNES, maybe higher than SNES level graphics mm-hmm. and put on the Switch as a downloadable game and and so I bought it. It's a JRPG and I put 40 hours into it, you know, since I bought it a month and a half ago or whatever. I put 40 hours into it. I beat it. That's a game I've been wanting to beat since I was in elementary school when it was originally called Dragon Warrior 3. So I beat 1 and 2. I never beat 3, and then I beat 4. So somehow along the way, I skipped 3. I corrected that, went back and beat it, loved it. Uh, The story was fantastic, amazing. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it connects to the other games in a way that I guess I could go in depth on it next week or, or if you think of something now. Um, I, I got a couple in mind, but so if you want to go ahead. So essentially in the first game, you're, you're, you know, the story is very basic. You're in this world uh, and you have to save it right from this dragon Lord. Right. And, and there are these weapons and artifacts you have to find. It's an armor, a sword, a shield. Right. And the, the character, the, the sword is Erdrich's sword. Right. And Erdrich's armor. And, and I spoiler alert, but it's a 30 year old game. So I don't know if it even deserves a spoiler alert at this point. But in the first game, you get all those pieces and you kill the guy and you win and you save the day. Right. And this guy's armor and sword. He's this like legendary mythical character. You just know he's banished the darkness and this and that. Right. And so in the second game, you're like the descendant of the first game's character. And it just continues the story. You get the same sword and everything. In the third game, you're in a completely different world. Different map, different overworld, 
different music. It's just a whole different thing. It doesn't connect at all to the first two games, which is disappointing, but also like, oh, yeah, awesome, too. You know what I mean? It's it's the pros and the cons. They're changing it up. And so you play through this, like, 30-hour JRPG mm -hmm. campaign, and you unlock the whole place, and you realize the map is like, you know, because you could see the map by hitting Y or whatever. You see the whole map. Once you've uncovered it all, you realize the map is like the world map. It's got the North American continent, South America. It, it isn't those places, but it's the map Similar. is laid out that way. Mm -hmm. You beat the game. Game ends. You're like, oh, this is awesome. Game game is over. I completed it. Awesome. And then you hear, like throughout the whole game, your dad's missing, right? The, your dad and the character and the story is missing. And so you hear him like cry out from this like huge like crack that's in the ground. Because at some point you're sort of going around and you, you find this crack and they're like, oh, we don't know. It's like a bottomless pit. It's just black. You know, you can't see what's in there. And you hear him ye yelling out through it after you've beaten the game. So it's sort of this optional, like you beat the game, but do you want to get the real ending? And so you jump into this this pit, right? And you land in a world and all of a sudden it's the music from the first game. And you realize you're in the the whole overworld of the first the entire first game its overworld is down there. Is down so there, you yeah. jump into this pit and and it's dark. It's nighttime only. And you realize like, oh shit, it's nighttime. It's the world. And like you go to different towns and stuff and they reference things that are going to happen in part one. But from like, from that perspective of that, it hasn't happened yet. Like in part one, there's a town you can't go to because it's protected by a monster and you have to use a flute to put this monster to sleep, right? Well, you, when you go to that town in this game, there's like a professor in his office and he's like, I'm going to make this thing that's going to protect the town and blah, blah, blah. And then, so you sort of realize that this takes place before the first game. And so you get your sword and your, your stuff. And then you start slowly realizing that you need to banish literal darkness because they're in the dark in this underworld. They haven't seen the sun. And then you realize like, holy shit, I'm... I'm the character from the first game that was like the legendary character. Like you're, you're playing his story, but it unravels in such a deep, like, I, I don't know, man. Like you realize that you're Erdrich, you know, you're the guy, you're that guy from yeah. the first and second game. His sword is your sword. And you know what I mean? It hasn't been named that yet. So you beat the game and yeah, you banish the darkness and the, the hole closes up and you're stuck there now, but that's your world now and you saved it and and then it, it you know the guy the king changes your name to Erdrich and you realize that oh it was it all came full circle and I mean that's not my favorite story ever but I thought god damn this was an NES game like this was hella good like the story was super super good that was the first thing that jumped to mind to me yeah. was how good and that the story fact that was. it's still like you 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 still play the series you know I think speaks to the strengths of the story not just that, but it's like 30 years later, I'm playing through it going, holy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the story uh, and the depth of it, of how much, how intricate it was and layered. I was pretty amazed by it. Um, for me, the, uh, two popped into mind, but I'm going to go with Fallout 3. Um, I, as a kid growing up and playing games, I did not like RPGs or JRPGs. That just wasn't what I was into as a kid. 
Um, so, um, the older I got, I was craving more story, more story. And obviously those are very intricate and sometimes overly intricate. Um, but this game kind of broke the gate for me on RPGs in general. Um, because the setting right is a post post-apocalyptic i've always been obsessed with that it's a sci-fi kind of thing it's an alternate type of universe where like uh, i think the chinese well we're not too far off but the chinese basically <laughs> <laughs> um drop bombs in on the united states and uh certain people just had to go into shelters like fallout shelters and they survived down there for x amount of years and and they come out. So they come out to a, you know, apocalyptic wasteland. And the story you play is, uh, the son of a scientist. And, um, I'm trying to remember. It's been, you know, I, I basically, I sunk 300 hours into this game. Yeah. But when it came out, um, no shame. Jesus. Yep. Wow. So, so, there's there's the main story. There's obviously a million side quests, and then yeah, you're you're in the you're in the shelter, and it shows you kind of growing up at the beginning. Yeah, and then um yeah. and then there's even even offshoots of the side quests and characters to meet and their stories to play and help them. You know, along with the main story, I think you just you're just trying to get water to, um, clean water to um a refuge and whatnot, but it's. You know, it, it takes place in Washington D.C., but there's also a West Coast component to it. Um, there's vo- well, there's vaults there, and a whole another story taking place there. And then, you know, it's like the the United States trying to get back together and, and find some form of uh, government, but it's different factions fighting. Um, you making decisions, you know, that affect other people's lives. I think the first one of the first decisions you make is uh spoiler alert if you haven't played fallout 3 is um you get there's a there's a town that you stumble upon and there's an unexploded atomic nuclear bomb just sitting yes. in the middle of it yeah. and so everybody's like there's some people that worship that thing there's some people that just live there like we live here um and then there's a rich guy uh, that lives like you know miles out and he's like hey for my entertainment um i want you to here's the X amount of money and you can live in this, uh, building with me, but I need you to blow up the bomb so I can watch it. Right. And then the other, I guess the other choice is you do nothing. And then the other choice is like disarm it for the people of that city. And then they don't have anything to fear because you're scientist son, you know, you, you can, you, you can, know how yeah. to do that stuff. And also you're le- you know, part of the RPGs is your, is your science high enough to disarm the bomb. So one of the first decisions you make is that, and it's so cool, you know? Um, so, um, I remember like save scumming and being like, okay, I'm saving it here, uh, before the, the decision. Yeah. And I, I want to see both. I, I want to so see much. both. Um, save scumming. I'd never heard that before. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, so, uh, that was, you know, to me that, that story, man, it just, it's, it's so cool. It's, it's, there's a stronger fallout story in fallout new Vegas. But to me, that one is the one that came to mind first off because it then helped me, appreciate rpgs a lot more yeah. and and story i i really i really love story in video games um so that's a good one i i really hope one day they uh they put it on switch just so i can like play it in bed replay it in bed or something you yeah know, that would be, be cool i would definitely i would definitely play it 
on Switch. That's one of those games that I would. They put um, what is the other game that you Skyrim? really like? They put Skyrim on yeah. Switch, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it is that a good conversion? Because uh, I know yeah. with Switch it's hit and miss. I I told you about my situation. Uh-huh. No, it's it's Let's fine. I I think it it does fine. I didn't. That would. I I played Skyrim originally, and then it, they re- remastered it. So I put a couple more hours into the remaster, and then they finally released it on the Switch. So I, I have a like a really early gameplay, um. File of that on the Switch, and it it does fine. It just the 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 one thing that really gets to me is is the handheld controls are, are just tough, you know. Mm. So um, but it, it actually switched up how I played that. I made it. I'm usually more of like a, um, I like weapons you know instead of magic or whatever so it made me switch the um uh my style gameplay style up more which is kind of cool because i experienced it differently okay yeah i remember playing that game you you actually gave me a copy of it for xbox Mm -hmm. you gave me like a digital code for it i had a free code or something yeah yeah and I, i remember playing through it and it was like it was so crazy like everything you did was permanent like I remember, like killing the sheriff in that oh, town yeah. in the fallout. And then yeah. I was the sh- yeah. And then now I'm the sheriff. Yeah. So I'm like the sheriff of that town now, and I'm just like, what the hell? I I never played a game that was that way. Uh, it was very open. Yeah. Very very. Oh open. yeah, very open yeah. to the point where it's like glitchy. You know, it's so open that it's very glitchy. Yeah. But well, kind of. It, it's it wasn't it. perfect, but it was like sort of. Like, this is where this genre can go. Mm-hmm. And we could get it right. You know, like, we could get it 60 yeah. frames and not glitchy in the future. And it'll be even better. But you have to set the foundation for it. And for yep. me, that that series is sort of setting a foundation for itself that, you know, we'll be playing. We'll be plugging into a game like that 20 years from now. You know what yeah. I mean? We'll be, like, eyes closed like, <laughs> in that world. So, hmm. I have a I have a few more, but I, I'm gonna have to. I really want to think about this. And honestly, if you're listening to this, and you want to chime in on it, we could talk. We could add, you know, post it on the Instagram, email it to us, call us. We can. I, I think this is a conversation that requires more time, so we can yeah. elaborate more on it. Because I have, I mean, I have more than just you know a Nintendo game, an NES game from 30 years ago. There, there, there's plenty of stories out there. Yep. So, I think that's a good place to uh, to end it. Yeah. Unless you have any other things you want to discuss, sir. I don't. Um, you don't. We don't. Okay. You know, we still we're still streaming Warzone on Wednesdays. So, yes. Tune in yeah, for that. I'll be there. I, I'm gonna have to see what my schedule looks like, but. Okay. I have, I have literally nothing else to do. So we'll between see. now and then, that's those are those are my only plans for the week. Yeah, true. Um, if you're interested at all, just stay tuned to our Instagram page. But we have a YouTube channel we stream from. We don't know network on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's all Again, don't know where, don't know where.